Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. This is the first episode I'm recording after the void series. After the void, this is like my first normal back to the podcast episode. And yeah, it feels good. It feels surreal. (laughs) It feels really, really good. And I think that the podcast moving forward is going to be a lot different. Maybe not a lot different, not in a way that you might really realize, but I feel a lot different. I think a lot of what I'll speak on might be a little bit different. Maybe not. I guess we'll just see what <laughs> what's in store. But moving forward, I do know that I'm moving in a new direction. My business has been completely reborn. It was absolutely burned down and now it's there's a rebirth going on. I had my own personal rebirth. My business went through a rebirth and now I feel like I'm I'm in in the stage of birth with my business right now. And I'm really excited because I've never felt so aligned with my business. I mean, my business is me. And so what I'm really saying is I've never felt more aligned with myself (laughs) Uh, because I am my business as I shift. So does my business and really moving forward. I think the biggest shift that many of you will feel, and you've probably been feeling for the past, I don't know, six months or so, maybe six months to a year is that moving forward, this is going to be God-led. And I've talked a lot about me reclaiming the word God for myself. I know when I started my business, everything was universe, 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 universe has your back. And I still believe in a sense of the universe and this energy of life supporting us. But I really think that the whole time I was striving for this connection and a relationship with God, but so terrified of it because of the trauma that I had, and I think a lot of people hold around religion and the word God. And I've spoken on podcasts about me kind of reclaiming that for myself. But in my life right now, it's become really clear that right now, my current mantra is if God's not in it, I don't want it. I think it took me the past few years trying to do all of these things without God to realize how much I need God in my life and in my business and in everything that I'm doing. Universe isn't enough. Energy isn't enough. Spirit, life force, energy, it's it's all important and there's value in it, but it's not enough. And I think that's been my biggest takeaway after the, my void the past four months. If you listen to my four part series right before this one, you kind of know a bit about my experience, although it's difficult to really 
get that experience across in just words, but the biggest takeaway was that God's not in it. I don't want it. He fully pulled me out of that experience. That experience brought me back home to my relationship with God. And while I have been reclaiming that over the past six months to a year, and you have heard me on the podcast speak on it, it still wasn't central. I didn't have a focus on it. I I wasn't pursuing that. And now I'm in a place where everything I do is going to come from that space. I mean, right now my main priority is inner and outer union. Union with God, union with self, union with heart, union with womb. Everyone all over Instagram these days talks about union, divine union, calling in your partner. And it's like, well, that's great. But what about your union with yourself? What about union with your heart, with your womb, with God? Where's all of that at? This is an interesting experience for me because this is, it's only been a few minutes I've been recording. This is, I have a lot of resistance to recording this. I've actually had to pause this already like five or six times just to catch a breath and like my mind keeps going blank, which usually doesn't happen to me. I usually have no problem speaking on podcasts and I go on tangents for ages and I get lost in my words and words are my gift. Words are my art. Other people might have singing or poetry or painting or dancing, but words are my art. (laughs) Speaking is usually very easy for me. It just flows but there's something about this topic that it's just, I have so much internal resistance. I didn't even realize was there. And I think this is really edgy for me speaking, sharing publicly how my relationship with God has grown and shifted and changed. And I know a lot of that comes from experiences. I had a close relationship with God when I was a child. I felt as though it resulted in Uh, being exiled in a sense, not being accepted fully and feeling as though I had to hide that part of me. And I think that that is coming out a little bit now. It's like, well, wait, Kristen, you're reclaiming this part of yourself, but don't you remember you rejected this part of yourself? You actually rejected God because you learned at a really young age that you would never be fully accepted if this was a part of you in your life. Oof, heavy. (laughs) I think that's a big, a big piece of this. And another big piece of this is this fear of, oh my gosh, if I start talking about God, are people still going to want to listen to me? Am I still going to have a business? Are clients still going to want to work with me? Because I don't have interest really in working with anyone or creating anything or doing anything if, if it's not God led. But the answer to that is, you know, I guess it's possible. In actuality, I know that's not what's happening because I've already had multiple people who've felt more connected to me and reach out to me on purpose because of this newfound and deepened connection with God, which I think is a collective experience right now. A lot of us are coming back home to ourselves and to God. But at the end of the day, really the answer to that question is, right, what happens if my childhood fears actually play out in my business and me bringing God into things actually leads to me being exiled and rejected. Well, it would still be worth it because it honestly doesn't matter. 
I'm in a place right now where I'm so certain and feel so much alignment in my heart and in my growing growing relationship with God and invitation for him to take a lead role in my life. I'm just so, I feel so certain that it's almost like it doesn't even matter if all my worst fears come true, which they're not. But even if they did, it's like nothing else would be worthwhile anymore. I can't continue doing things the way I was doing things. In fact, I'm not willing to continue doing anything that doesn't feel 100% in alignment with myself, alignment with my heart, and in alignment with God's path for me. Even if it means we're going to make a shit ton of money, I don't care. We're just not meant to do these things on our own. And I don't mean that in the sense of, I mean, we are meant to have community and sisters and brothers around us, but we're also meant to do things with God. And looking back on all the burnout and, you know, you just look in this industry, you see so many people trying to fix themselves and trying to earn love and playing out all of their abandonment wounds online and in their businesses subconsciously and just so many people burning out in their healing journeys and their business journeys. And I know there's this big masculine feminine energy thing going on right now. It's like, these are the buzzwords out there. And I do think it's an important aspect, but being too much in our quote unquote masculine energy is not the only reason that people are burning out in their businesses or in their healing journeys. It's not just about shifting into your feminine or freeing your expression or those things are important. Yes. But the biggest piece is we're trying to do things alone when we're not meant to. We're just not. We're meant to be walking with God at our backs. And trying to do things alone, no matter what you're doing, it's just it's not going to work anymore. The paradigm is shifting. I think we had to do all of it on our own or try really hard to do all of it on our own, manifesting everything we want to realize that it wasn't worth it. Or at least that was my experience. As you've heard me speak on how I think I mentioned in podcasts before, I don't really have any interest in manifesting the things that I want anymore because I realize that the things that God wants for me are so much better, but I usually don't have conscious awareness of them. But it was like only through having those experiences of doing it all on my own and actually making it all happen on my own and then realizing that even making it happen on my own was not worthwhile if it was on my own. That was powerful. And this new chapter of my life has been the most effortless chapter. The most difficult parts of this chapter of my life have been letting go of the ties of all the other lives I was still attached to, all the other places, all the other people that are no longer aligned. But actually creating the life that I'm now currently leading has been so effortless, more than I've ever experienced because I've been letting God lead. And in my business, it's also felt really edgy because right now I'm in the process of birthing a new group program. I don't even want to call it a program. And I don't really want to call it a mastermind either because it seems too serious. It's really more of a sisterhood, an intimate sisterhood, but it's going to be God-led. And I know that seems maybe edgy or scary for a lot of people who are used to the manifestation talk, but I'm no longer interested in just manifesting to manifest. I'm more interested in co-creation with God. 
the different form of manifestation. I want co-creation. And so this container that I'm birthing right now is just, I, it's funny because over the past few months, I had at least 10 ideas for new containers and programs and offers I wanted to create. And every single one I would start it, something would feel off and I would get stuck. And I was in this endless spiral of being stuck for so long. I was like, what's going on? Nothing feels right. And I'm not willing to put something out that doesn't feel really right in my body. And finally, it was like, Kristen, you have to include God in this. It's like he had put it on my heart and I was so terrified. It felt so edgy that I was avoiding, avoiding, avoiding looking in all the other places. Like, wait a second. I can't actually do this. That's way too risky. I can't shift my entire business. But I was literally not allowed to do it any other way. And so it was just a couple of days ago that I sat down and I like, I was kind of in meditation or prayer and really felt it on my heart. And it was like in that moment, I had the clarity on every single thing that I wanted to birth for this container. It was a moment that I allowed myself to see and be with the truth of my heart, which was that I am not willing to create anything that doesn't have God in it. And it took me a long time to accept that. So this new sisterhood I'm birthing is going to be God-led. It's going to be a lot of deep healing, our relationship with the masculine and God. Abandonment, abandonment wounds, father wounds, God wounds. Opening up to fully receive not just the support of people around us, but also God and the masculine. Returning to our feminine core. Heart opening, of course. Womb opening, womb connection. Surrendering, but not in a passive way. Void navigation, effortless attraction, and all, but all of this done with God leading the way. Because God led the way for me through the void. And I had a rebirth on the other side. And the only right energy to be creating right now is rebirth energy. And so that's actually what I decided to name the container, the rebirth, a sisterhood. And this just feels like the deepest, but also the lightest and most aligned energy I've ever held when birthing a new container to life. It feels so alive in me right now. Uh, I've never felt like this when birthing a new container or offer ever in my life. It feels really, 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 really right. Like just coming home to myself in a really deep way. Like this offering, this container, it doesn't feel outside of me at all. Like this, it just feels like me. I don't know if that makes any sense, but those are the only words I can think of to describe how it feels. I actually didn't expect to be talking about that in this podcast episode. I haven't publicly launched it and hadn't planned to share any details about it, but it just came through. So it's a container that won't be starting until after mid-January. I don't have an exact date yet. It's going to be uh, most likely a three-month container. And I don't want to go into too much detail. I'll just say this. If you feel called, you'll know it. You'll feel the stirring in your heart. (laughs) I've already had a couple of women join because I've been privately launching it behind the scenes. And 
yeah, you're going to know if you're meant to be here. God will put it on your heart because your soul will already be contracted. Like this is going to be a very intimate space and sisterhood. So if it's something that interests you, just send me a DM on Instagram at Pursuit of Bliss with an underscore and I'll send you details. I'm sure I'll be publicly launching it sooner than later. The price, I'm going to give a discount to people who join before I publicly launch it and the price will be going up again after the holidays. So reach out to me now if you do feel the call, but that's not what I meant to be talking on this podcast about. I don't even know how I got into that topic actually. It's something that I've really been waking up to in the past, in this really current cycle of my life after this rebirth, after the void is I've been looking at my relationship with life lately. And I think a lot of us have learned to live life in a way that we expect life to give to us. It's always this, what can I get out of life? What can life give me? It's like we, we take and we take and we complain when there isn't more. And like, I want to manifest this and that, but why isn't my manifestation here yet? And I can't believe I've done all the right things and the money's not here. And it's, it's like we, we try to squeeze every drop out of life. But while we're doing that, we're just taking and taking and taking. And it's almost like we have this expectation that life is expected to give to us. And there must be something wrong when life isn't constantly giving to us. And it's almost like we've, a lot of us have created this, this way of looking at life as, as almost life owes us. Life owes us our manifestations. Life owes us everything that we want. And when it doesn't come, we're pissed. And when the things that we we do want come, we're already on to the next thing that we want. We're moving so fast. Oh, I made my first 1K in my business? Great, well, now I'm ready for the next 10K. Made 10K? Great, well, now I'm ready for 20K. Made six figures? Great, well, now I'm ready for the seven-figure strategy. And this, I'm giving a business example, but this applies to relationships. It applies to literally every area of life. And when I was thinking back on my life, I just kept seeing this image of me like reaching and trying to take from life. But then it's like, we're in this space of taking, taking, and taking. But then we're surprised when people take from us. We're surprised when people take us for granted. We're surprised when people manipulate us. People use us for what we can offer, when they don't value us, when we don't feel seen. But doesn't life always give us a reflection? Oh, but that can't be a reflection. I'm a good person. I don't take others for granted. I don't manipulate people. I don't use anyone for what they can offer. Right? And when I say this, I'm describing myself here. (laughs) I'm describing my own epiphanies in the past few years. This is my experience. Why are people taking me for granted? Why do I feel used and manipulated and betrayed in so many ways when I'm a good person? I don't do this to people. But what about my relationship with life? This is what I'm doing to life. In a sense, I'm using life for what it can give me. And I'm coming to this realization that I don't want to keep taking from life anymore. I don't want to look at life and ask what it can give me. I don't want to look at God and ask what he can give me. When do we ever ask the question, what can I give? 
Even when we're looking at, oh, I want to manifest a new relationship. Great. What do I want from that relationship? What do I want from a partner? How do I want them to make me feel? Well, well, what about, what do I want to give to a partnership? What do I want to bring to a relationship? Same with a business. I want a business. I want it to bring me six figures. I want it to bring me consistent clients. I want it to bring me validation. Well, wait, what do you want to give to it? Who do you want to be? What do you want to bring to the table? I think we're so used to asking ourselves what we want. And it's really good that we've gotten so good at getting clear on our desires. But this next phase we're being invited into this next season is no longer about what we can take. And I don't want to shame that mindset or even shame myself. We've all been there of the what can I take. But that was a paradigm that was important for us to get to know because we had to learn to empower ourselves. We had to learn to get really clear in our desires and learn that we're worthy of them, learn to set boundaries, etc. But that's not serving us anymore. We're about to overstay our welcome if we stay in this paradigm of taking. So this new season is no longer what can I take. This new season for me is no longer these are the list of things I want. These are the list, the list of things I want to manifest. How can I make it happen? How can I control life to make sure I get these things? No, thank you. I'm grateful for those seasons. They serve me. But this season of life is how can I give my attention, my focus, my energy to God, to life, to myself? How and who do I want to be? What do I want to give in all of my relationships with myself, with God, with the people, the humans in my life? Where have I been overgiving? Where have I been undergiving? I think we've been asking a lot of the wrong questions. And it's almost been like in this journey, I think in those last almost season that we're now stepping out of the old paradigm, there was a lot of you know, manifesting and the manifestation shows up, but it's like, well, great. Of course it was supposed to, it was already mine. And there's this lack of almost authentic, grounded, embodied gratitude for the blessing of whatever has shown up in our life. And there was also, there's a lot of, you know, great. I want to manifest something. I need to feel grateful for it as if it's already mine. And that is true, but it can't be forced. And so then there, there's a lot of this forced gratitude of thank you for the car that's coming. Thank you for the money that's coming. Thank you for the love that's coming. And there's nothing wrong with this. That kind of gratitude had an intention. It was almost this underlying controller manipulative tactic of if I feel grateful, then I'm more likely to receive something. So while it's not bad, I don't want to make it wrong. Is it really genuine embodied gratitude? Is it really this because gratitude really is a deep presence with what is and experiencing it as a blessing that it actually is. That's the way I see gratitude and it can't be forced. So there is something to be said about making gratitude lists and putting our intention and focus on acknowledging the gratitude that is here, but trying to force gratitude in order to receive something is that same tactic of what can I get out of life? What can I get out of God versus the things will come when I already feel the gratitude because I'm already so present with the blessing. 
that is here or the blessings that are being bestowed on me. I am so present with them. I am so able to be with them that I don't need to force anything in order to receive what is meant for me. And so what I want to move away from is healing practices or gratitude practices or any practices with intention to get something. I'm done with doing things to get something, even if it's unconscious, because of course we always have good intentions. We're not saying I'm going to say this gratitude prayer so I can get something out of life, but that's the unconscious thread that's become very obvious and apparent now. The thing that used to serve us, the medicine, has now become the poison. And no, the other thing is that God is intending to bless us with so many miracles. But so many of us are getting in our own way. We're not even open to receive these. We're blocking the miracles, the gifts, the blessings. Because we're so intent on them looking or feeling a certain way. We're so intent on this is how it needs to come. So yes, God is attempting to shower you in blessings, but your idea of how that should look and feel is getting in the damn way. You have to allow yourself to be humbled. And the first step is already in front of you. It's safe for you to take it. The first step is already on your heart. So many of the people I've been working with recently, it's like a lot of my work has been helping people come to terms with the truths that are already on their hearts because sometimes what God asks of us is not easy, but it brings ease. So a lot of what I'm feeling into in this season, which is co-creation with God comes from this place of really just opening, opening to receive the blessings and miracles that are, yes, already ours, but we are blocking with our control tactics, with our manipulative mechanisms, with our taking, taking, taking. I found a lot of people who are like, there's this also collective shift of what I was doing isn't working anymore. The manifestation stopped coming, the money stopped coming, everything that I was doing, it just stopped what's happening. But it goes back to that same awareness around when you take and take and take and take and take from someone, they're going to eventually stop giving. They're going to get fed up. And it feels like that's what's happening with life right now. So many of us are just taking and taking and taking. And life's done giving. Well, of course, life, God is never done giving. Life is never done giving. But we can no longer receive operating in this old paradigm. And the new paradigm is co-creation. New paradigm is surrender, but not a passive surrender, an active surrender to what God puts on our heart. That is not always passive and it is almost always challenging. But I also looking back, something I've realized is every obstacle is always guiding us back to God. Every single one. If we allow them to. And I think you'll come to realize as I have that Many of these obstacles cannot be solved without God. Yes, the solutions already exist. They do. The solution already always exists. But it's not meant to be navigated on your own anymore. 
And so this is where the co-creation comes in. It's like, it's not just co-creation as a manifestation, but life gets to be a co-creation with God. Every moment of life. So this looks a lot more like setting intentions, but allowing and listening and being open to receive, not just receiving blessings, but receiving guidance and really listening. For me, co-creation also looks like prayer. And to me, prayer is just an act of gratitude. But the reason I'm saying prayer and not gratitude is because gratitude has so much weight to it around this thankfulness, but really desiring to receive something as a result of the thankfulness versus a prayer, which is just an embodied presence, an embodied being with the blessings that we experience every day, an awareness and acknowledgement of that without needing anything as a result of that awareness and acknowledgement and presence. Now it's just a, wow, thank you. I don't actually even need anything else in this moment. Just thank you. And I've also found the healing journey with and without God looks a lot different. Without God, it looks like struggling to fix ourselves, struggling to heal so we can feel worthy of receiving, so we can feel worthy of manifesting what we want, so we can, I'm going to see so many people just like on this self-development journey because they want to manifest more money or they want to manifest a partner or versus being on this journey, whether it be a healing or self-development journey to come into union with yourself and God. To come back to yourself and realize your own wholeness again. The healing journey with God doesn't look like fixing. There's no rush to it. It's more of a coming home to self. It's more of a relaxing into the arms of God. It's more of a breath of relief than anything. It's more of an allowing. It's like this permission that we are allowed to be imperfect. We are allowed to be a mess. We are allowed to be unhealed. We don't need to fix every single thing. And it's this almost opening up to just receive love exactly as we are and realize that there actually is this unconditional love, not just of the universe, but of God. Something else I've realized in my returning home to myself and God in the past few months is if God put it on your heart, he's got you. You don't need to do it alone. That seems to be the theme in this podcast. You don't need to do it alone anymore. If he placed it on your heart, he's got you. He's got your back. He's at your back at all times, but we have to be open enough to receive that love and support. Just because you haven't felt it before, it doesn't mean it wasn't there. So many of us have been closed off, so closed off to love, so closed off to God. I actually went to church this weekend for the first time in a decade. <laughs> Hadn't gone since I was 19, I think, maybe younger. And I don't consider myself a religious person. I don't agree with anything in any religion. 
I have kind of my own set of beliefs, but being in a room of people who are all connecting to something greater than them, who are all connecting to God at the same time. It's just so powerful. There is nothing like that. And I feel like returning to church has actually helped me to begin to like reclaim my experiences in church as a child, as a teenager, and kind of re-empower myself again. It's helping me heal a lot of my trauma and wounding and and all of my previous experiences that turned me away from God. So, more manifestation through co-creation with God. Less doing things on our own. Less trying to navigate life alone, trying to figure everything out, trying to control. Less having to plan everything. And remember, not having a plan doesn't mean there isn't one. You can trust in a plan that you can't see or fully comprehend yet because God has a plan even when you don't. And I can guarantee that his is better. (laughs) It's what I have come to realize after many, many, many successful and failed plans of my own. But even the successful plans, everything that I manifested, that was exactly what I wanted. All of the vision boards, none of it was as good as the life I never asked for but which happens to be so much better than any life I've ever experienced because I got all the lives that I did ask for, but none of them felt like this one does. The one that I didn't ask for, you know, the one that showed up when I actually opened up and was like, you know what? I have no other option. I have no other option, but to turn to God right now, right? Just like do your worst. Show me the way. I'm finally willing to try out doing things your way. The life that showed up then is more deeply fulfilling than any life I've ever experienced. And it just feels like, again, words come short. I think that's been the hard part of these episodes since the void is words are really falling short to describe my experiences. Trying to describe this new era of me of my business, of my union with God and self. And it just feels impossible to describe in words. I hope that maybe you can feel me through the words because the words are just falling short. It's hard to even have words to describe everything I'm trying to describe. It's like, and I'm never at a loss for words. I think I said this on my void episodes. I'm never at a loss for words. But right now I feel at a loss for words. They just feel so meager when I think about what I'm trying to actually describe and get across to you. The way that I I feel, I feel more connected to my heart than I've ever been in my entire life, more connected to my womb, more connected to myself, more at home. And there have been a lot of different things at play. Yes, it's been because of sisterhood and mentorship and the void and all of this, but it's also been because of really inviting God back into my life, but he's been in my life. I did reclaim my relationship with him a while ago, but really inviting God in as a leading figure in my life. Because you want to talk about surrender. You're not going to feel safe to surrender until you have full trust and guidance. You can't surrender in a partnership if you don't have full trust in your partner. We can't surrender to life if we don't have full trust in God. 
if we're not letting him lead, we might say that we're surrendering, but we're still going to be covertly attempting to control. We cannot be surrendered if we're not surrendered and allowing ourselves to be led. You cannot allow yourself to be led if you are leading the way. You're going to be constantly leading the way if you're not allowing God to lead you. The question is always, how do I surrender? How do I surrender? How do I surrender? Stop trying to surrender and let God lead. That's it. That's all. The surrender comes naturally when you feel so safe. When there's been a safe masculine structure created for you to relax, melt, and surrender into. You're not going to return to your feminine core, your feminine essence, which everyone is the buzz thing these days. Coming back to your feminineness, whatever. What does that really mean? It means let God lead. You cannot melt, surrender, soften. You can't do any of this. If you don't have trust, if you don't have a strong, safe container to melt into, and you cannot allow anyone to lead, whether that be a man in your life or God in your life, if you are still unconsciously or consciously trying to control. It feels really scary to step down from taking the lead. It feels scary to surrender because it means... Stepping into the unknown. If you're not in charge, if you're not leading, you can't guarantee anything. But also, look at all the times that you were controlling life, controlling your business, controlling your partner, controlling anything. Did it turn out the way that you wanted? Maybe it even did. Maybe you got what you wanted, but did it feel the way that you wanted? I'm willing to bet it didn't. Because returning to our feminine core, returning to our essence means softening, melting into ourselves, surrender. We're not meant to live in a state of force, control, manipulation. We're not meant to be leading all the time. We're not meant to be doing it on our own. But we have to be willing to open up and allow ourselves to be led. And that can feel edgy and that can feel scary. But it can also feel really damn good. And that feels complete for now. I think that's all I want to say on this topic. I'll have a lot more to say in future episodes, I'm sure. But I guess this was just a little intro into this new era of my business. And it's so funny. When I chose the name Pursuit of Bliss, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I had no idea the journey, the initiation I was about to embark on because it truly has been a pursuit of bliss unknowingly. It's like each new season of my life in business, I've uncovered a different level of what it means. And it's always like each, each new era, I think I figured it out <laughs> and that I'm humbled. But for me right now, what does actually mean? The pursuit of bliss was always a pursuit of God, but I never realized it. So with that said, if you feel called to a group, intimate group sisterhood container with me reach out to me on instagram if you feel called to one-on-one work with me uh the link is in the show notes to apply or you can also reach out to me on instagram at pursuit of bliss with an underscore you can also email me chris and jen at pursuit of bliss.com and if you didn't resonate with this episode this new era that's totally fine 
I don't expect everyone to. But if you do, just know that you're here on purpose, listening to these words on purpose. And I'm really happy to have you here. And I will talk to you all in the next episode.